Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Act with Alina podcast, bringing activism into your daily life one conversation at a time. Today, I have a dear credit union industry friend, Ari Farrell. Um, they are an advocate of credit unions. Um, they are an leveraging the credit union difference graduate, an AACUC board ready graduate, and community emergency response team certification graduate. Um, Emerging Leaders Program uh, through the credit union industry is actually how we first met, and we did that last year. So um, without further ado, let's introduce this um, hot coffee drinker year-round, Ari Farrell. Thank you so much for being here today. Ah, thank you for having me. Definitely you're on hot coffee drinker. Those are the facts. Yes, exactly. I was like, you know, we were talking about that before we... Uh, uh, started recording and I was like, you know what? I, I, that's a really good fun fact because I feel like drinking hot coffee when it's like, I don't know, like 90 degrees is really just, uh, that's a characteristic that's really admirable, you know, cause I'm a hot coffee drinker too. Yeah. It's dedication. You yes. know. <laughs> also all of your certifications and graduate programs. And there was one that was even like a, a something else that I ended up not including on here. Cause it was very credit union specific. Mm -hmm. um, that was, you know, more internal language that I was like, Oh my gosh, that you have so many things that you are working towards. I can't believe that you manage all of that within your time that you have. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really fortunate to have a lot of support from my credit union that I work at. Uh, my boss has been really supportive, and I do a lot of this on my own time. Um, That's amazing, Ari. Yeah. Wow. Well, and so you are from originally from Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, but where do you currently live? I am currently residing in Eugene, Oregon. It's kind of the southern, central part of Oregon, uh, where the that. University of Oregon is located. Yeah, yeah, I have a couple of friends who went there, and they just absolutely loved it, and Eugene is so awesome. Uh, I really love most of the places I've been to in Oregon, so that's so cool. So um, as you can imagine, this interview is virtual, and really, I wanted to have Ariane to talk about pronouns. I wanted to talk about your journey with pronouns and how that has worked within your life and, and addressing it with those who live, work, worship, go to school around you, you know, those, those who are in your everyday life. So um, would you mind starting by telling us about your journey? Um, you know, I, since I've known you, you've actually transitioned into a different name and, and what are your personal pronouns? Sure. So um my pronouns that I use are primarily my name. Uh, so variations yes. thereof of Ari, Ari's and Ari's, right? Um, mm -hmm. But something that I find is much easier for people to grapple with in some ways and not in others is using uh, the they, them, their pronoun. It's more of, I prefer that people use they, them or what the way that I we may have to like kind of work through this here for a second. The yeah. way that I prefer things to be done is, and the way that I write out my pronouns is a specific way because the feedback I've gotten from people who are 
to have studied English in a very strict manner is a is crazy thing of not being able to grapple it because the way that they, it's written and not the logical way that it just is. Yeah. So um, I write mine out as they, Ari's, theirs. Oh, I like that. You um, know, I've noticed that. I think that's on your LinkedIn profile. And I really like that because instead of, instead of, you know, going directly to they, them, theirs, you're, you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm Ari. Why don't you just say my name? You know, because mm-hmm. that is the most customizable and most identifiable way that you can refer to me. So mm-hmm. I, I really like that. And, and that's a unique way that I haven't heard about pronouns before. Yeah. And I'm not, everyone has a slightly different way that they go about it and what they prefer. Yeah. yeah. So this is my personal preference is my name, but you know, in the end of the, at the end of the day, um, I fall within a non-binary pronoun yeah. field. Yeah. So. Would you be comfortable talking about what non-binary is? Non-binary on its most simple form is not a part of a gender binary, which gender binary is, are typically restricted to male or female. So that's on a basic level, it's I just don't fit within either of those two genders. Right. I fall outside of that. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think a lot of, I I really like how it's it's important for me to be able to learn alongside alongside people and to also find opportunities where people might not know what those words mean. I think they're becoming more um, more well-known, which is so awesome, but I just thought it'd be helpful for definitions. Um, And so if you don't mind, what has your journey been like even changing your name this past year? Um, Because when I met you, it was a different, you had a different name. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. So it's it's mm. the biggest thing that I will say with changing my name is it feels to some as like a flip of a switch, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it was a long journey of self-discovery. So going by the name Ari fits me in a way that is not meant to be disrespectful to like my parents, right? Mm-hmm. But my name was very gender assuming previously mm. and mm-hmm. uh, feminine in nature. And that was just, it just didn't fit. And as I went through my journey, starting more with my, the way that I perceive my compliments, mm-hmm and then thinking about my pronouns and then thinking, wow, I, you know, really don't fit in this name in this body. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, thank you for sharing that as you've made transitions into becoming your own authentic being, have you experienced any discomfort or pushback from others during that transitional time for you? Absolutely. Uh, I've had people sort of just express their inability to understand or tell me that they don't care. Uh, I've had 
people very close to me make it seem as though I am doing something to them. Mm. And what happens is you, for me anyway, as I became more and more myself, I take up more space as myself. And this is actually something I was, um, it was a great example that I had seen a friend comment on or make a post about. It's like, you spend, I've spent so much time being smaller and trying to fit in that as I become more authentically myself, I can't help but be bigger and take more space up, even though all I'm doing is being more comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think that's... A ton of support, though, otherwise. It's right, so- right. Well, I'm so... I, I feel like being able to grow into who you truly are, though, is such a gift. I'm sure it comes with obstacles along the way with other people. Because when you... It, it's kind of... I, I kind of almost think of it as when you develop a flavor, it may feel like, okay, this is my authentic who I'm supposed to be. And some people will love that flavor and really respect and honor that. And other people's, other people won't um, understand or like it. And that is kind of part of the journey, I I would assume. Um, I mean, when it comes to anything and growing into who you are as, as anyone, I could imagine that's, that's got to come up with more obstacles along the way. Mm -hmm. When it comes to pronouns in particular, if someone were to accidentally call you the wrong pronoun, and Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm still learning right alongside everyone. What's the best way in which someone can reframe what they've just said? Is it, is it just a, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or, um, or would you like them to pay more attention to it? Would you like them to just move forward using the proper pronouns? What, what has been most helpful for you in your situation? Yeah, I really appreciate that question. It's, it's definitely the question right now, right? It's like right. whether or not you understand it or not. It's like, what happens if I get it wrong? Right. So I, I sometimes get it wrong for others. And so just as much as you're learning, everybody else is learning. I'm also learning. So I'm, it's newish to me too. But my number one thing for me personally is situational. Mm-hmm. Um, if I have spoken to you about it one-on-one and we know what the preference is, um, I will follow through with that commitment to each other. So right. you've committed to me that I, if you make a mistake now, I can go ahead and correct you in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's not always yeah. appropriate. For me, I'm always like, if you've recognized it in the moment, move on, say it correctly the next time and just keep moving forward. Yeah. Some people really do want you to, and you can always apologize later. I mean, that's, that's for me, like, let's get through the conversation. Let's get through what we need to do. We can come back and touch on it later. Right. For, for other situations, I will not interrupt something 
because it completely disrupts the thing that we're doing. Mm. Um, unintentionally so. I get that. I try to follow through with the commitment that's made. Um, I try to do it in the moment and then it derails everything because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of a complicated thing because I let a lot of stuff slide personally. Yeah. yeah. Um, unless I have a, an ability to make that connection and, and make that correction. But generally each person's going to be different. My yeah. preference is going to be that you correct, you say it, you recognize it, you correct it, and then continue on. And then we can, after whatever, or like if it's casual conversation more like this, we can, you know, we can talk about it immediately, but otherwise we can circle back after. Um, A lot more of my conversations end up happening after because it's more of a professional setting. And like you said, everyone's learning and growing and trying to balance that. Um, can be really difficult but at the same time I'm not one to shy away to say hey you you really disrespected me um, and here's why yeah 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 I um, I appreciate you sharing your what what works best for you because just like with anything I think knowing someone's personal preference is the best way to interact with them right and as we get to know each other we're able to build that you know, circle of trust as in the, you know, from meet the parents and we're able to build that circle of trust and know that, Hey, you know, if I mess up, I really invite you to help me learn and help correct me in that misstep. Um, and especially I can imagine it's difficult as someone who's transitioning it more into a non-binary identity that it might be a misconception that you're transitioning from a more um, a, a more feminine gender to a more masculine gender, when really the non-binary, like you said earlier, that you don't particularly identify with either. Um, and how has that shaped your transition? Sure. And I, I mean, I just want to touch on that for a second, because non-binary can not is not as restrictive as as that right so um i say that because some people who have transitioned from a more female bodied and mental self to like uh they have transitioned from female to male Mm -hmm. or male to female Mm -hmm. but they still don't feel like the the male pronoun or the female pronoun fits them and their identity Mm -hmm. so it's it's less about the gender performance and more about who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because I I tend to dress. My dress is more perceived more as masculine. Mm. Um. And that's a whole other issue. <laughs> Clothing yeah. is a whole other thing. Um. But I my sexuality is also separate from my. My preference um yeah and who I love is is separate from from that as well yeah so. yeah it's just so it, it there's so many different layers to individuality and our own authenticity because you have you know how you were 
um, what sex you were born as, and then you have what gender, what gender you identify as. Um, you've got how, you know, who you love and who you're attracted to. Um, and there's such an array with all of that, that it's, it's everyone's own unique journey to go through and find what, what works and what helps them grow into who they are so that they can live from that authentic space. And, and if it takes up more space, beautiful. That's amazing. We've got plenty of space for it, you know, um, at least from my perspective. Right. So I, I really appreciate you sharing that with me today. Um, how can we support friends, family, and coworkers who, uh, identify within, you know, the, uh, a non-binary, um, or gender fluid or LGBTQIA plus community? How, how can we support people who are going through a transition um, into something that, that someone that maybe they did not identify as previously? I'd say the biggest thing is letting them know that you see them and that you love them. Mm. Um, don't make any assumptions just because someone decides to grow their hair long or they shave their head, or they suddenly are, you know, in a, in a traditional faux pas, like they're wearing a tie or they're wearing a dress. Mm-hmm. Um, but just say, in general, I, you know, I love you and I'm here for you, whatever you need, um, without making assumptions about right. who they are and what they're going through, because maybe they're just feeling like wearing a dress that day and <laughs> that's fine it has right. to do with, with anything else um clothing is a kind of a big deal for some people and right um and if you know if they've if that person has already trusted you with that information you know honor that information use it all the time mm-hmm. um correct others when you're talking about your loved one yeah. your coworker your family member, you know, your yeah. friend, um, honor that always. So someone tells you they're going by a different name. Don't just start going. Like if your family member is like the hardest one, the hardest example, mm-hmm. so if your family member comes in and says, you know, I'm no longer going by X name. I'm now going by Tammy. Right. Or, or Tim. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, thanks for telling me. I love you. Um, I'm here for you. And then when you go talk to your other family member, you use their name that yeah. they've given to you. Yes. And it may be confusing for that other family member, but you can say, you know what, why don't you go talk to Tammy or why don't you go talk to Tim about that? Um, I'm sure they'd be happy to have a conversation with you and maybe they won't. And you can, and that is another complex thing is you can always ask your, your family member, your friend or your coworker, who has trusted you with that information say, Hey, look, like when I'm talking about you to others, what do you want me to say? Yeah. Right. Really making sure that we're direct in how we ask things. How do you want me to, how do you want me to address you? How do you want me to address you with other people? And, and I think that being, being able to just ask those questions, you know, being clear is kind you know, and being able to understand, hey, how can I best support you during this time? And, and always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that. 
When did you start your journey into transitioning into Ari? Yeah, that's a, a really complex question. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can, I can kind of dive into it a little bit more. Um, I, because I believe I've been on this journey my entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, no one wants to come out as anything different than the, the norm. Or if they do, I mean, more power to you. I did not want to be different. Um, I, I was heavily afraid of being different. I knew I was different from a super young age. Um, different not knowing that I was queer or gay or lesbian or what have you. Didn't really have the language for it, right? Mm-hmm. So I came out with something, when I came out, and originally came out with something that was comfortable for everyone else because I didn't know any better. Um, and then as far as growing up, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of language about it. And that's, that's the thing that I've, I've have to kind of come to terms with when I look back and say, gosh, why didn't I know then what I know now? It's because in the last maybe eight, seven or eight years, there's this explosion of language and visibility and people talking about other genders because there's multitudes of genders out there. Um, But primarily like in the United States and it's male or female. And I mean, I say United States, I actually just mostly mean what's driven by uh, a cis white agenda. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> in all fairness, that is the perspective I am coming from. Yeah, yeah. And this is, is um, you know, related to how you were born and what, um, and how you identify. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, and so I think yeah, I. In all fairness, that's where that's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but this explosion of language was the most confusing time I've ever been through. There were people living their most in-between life. And when I say in-between, I mean, I didn't understand that they were outside of the binary, that they were just kind of falling in between. Mm. That's not really what that is. Um, There were people, and it really made me, kind of jumping back here, it really made me grapple with my biases and why I had those biases and why I was so, why I, and because those people made me uncomfortable. I had plenty of trans friends. When I say trans friends, I mean, people who have transitioned from one gender to another. Um, I, you know, I love them very much. And I still had my own biases about what that meant for, for me because struggling with understanding that there's other language out there, there's other expression out there, and you just need to own how you feel. Um, It was a lot of work. Um, And once I had the language to feel it out is when I started asking my really close 
uh, friends or as I call them, family. Mm. I asked my partner um, to play with compliments in gendered compliments um, to see how that landed with me, to see how mm. that felt for me. Did that work for me? Did that, is that, do I feel, how do I feel when someone calls me beautiful? How do I feel when someone calls me handsome? What, how do I feel when, you know, someone's talking to a group of people and says, and it's primarily um, men and they, you know, and I'm left out of that conversation or if it's a group of primarily females or how do I feel within that group? of people Mm -hmm. and it was kind of that beginning realization that no I still really don't fit and then all this language around what it means to be within a gender binary outside of a gender binary or trans um, really helped pull me in and I had to do a lot of self-discovery and a lot of learning Uh, to understand that for myself. So it was kind of like, this is a long story about like, and it's even deeper than this, but. (laughs) I was like, you can go as deep as you want. Uh, This is, this is just so interesting because I feel like as a cis white woman, I come at it from just a very different perspective, you know, of like, I just uh, like as someone who, who has not gone through the transition of trying to feel like my gender didn't match my identity or the gender I was born with or the, the sex I was born with didn't match my identity and trying to figure that out and how I want to show up in the world and who I am as Alina, that it, it, it naturally, um, it naturally fell into a cis situation. And so I can't imagine, you know, going through what you've been through in order to find out who Ari is. And so I, I mean, you could talk about this all day and I would just sit here and listen and learn and love to hear about your story because I think it's, it's so, I think it's not only worth hearing, but it, but I think it needs to be heard. Yeah. It's, because it's not easy too, and people need to to hear about some of the complexities. It's also very vulnerable, so I'm giving you a lot of abbreviated, a lot of generalities right. uh, to things because it's not just a straight line. I was talking to my partner about, I, bl- I believe it was like timelines. It was like when you know who you are and you're not in the you know you're not queer, you're just born, and that you live your life the way that is perceived as normal. It's a very linear timeline. But when you're, when you're queer or, or otherwise, um, your timeline is more in like a wave or in circles, or it kind of like doubles back and then goes forward because there's so much more to grapple with. Mm. Um, within that and you know it may sound kind of confusing in the way that I'm explaining it so no I mean but I mean that's probably a reflection of of what it was like trying to 
almost like you said earlier, fit yourself inside the normality that we think we have to grow into. Right. And it, it's mm-hmm. messy and, and confusing, I bet. And, and I think that, you know, time is probably what's been the most helpful for you in discovering who you are time and those you've been around. And, and like you said, having the vocabulary to actually be able to say how you feel um, and, and maybe how you, who you are. I think that's, that it sounds to me like that's how you've really discovered who you are. Yeah. The more, the more open things have become, the easier it has been to do that work for myself. Um, To live more authentically myself and out loud um, has been a part of my journey. I'm still very much at the beginning of, of Ari and my journey to myself. So like a lot of what I'm talking about is coming from what I've read and what I've learned and how I've felt. Um, but others may have slightly different opinions about that and that's totally valid. Um, and their stories are very valid. Right. So absolutely. Um, I just knew that I didn't fit into any sort of box that anyone was trying to put me in and Mm -hmm. using the language and the openness of others who have supported me, um, got me to, to feel happier. Um, and you know, you talked a lot about therapy with in a different episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, right along with that, that, that ties into this too. Yeah. Your mental security, your mental health, um, access to resources to make sure that you're taking care of yourself when you're going through this process is, is huge. Absolutely. Um, you have to make you your priority. Exactly. You know, if, if you are along this journey that we all get to go on in life that, you know, if you're on this journey and you, um, and it, it feels confusing or, or messy or um, exciting or whatever you're feeling. I think it's probably going to help to have someone to kind of see you through all of that and, and care for you and have your best interest in mind through all of that. And I know my counselor, I've seen her for years and she's done exactly that for me. And I know that many other people have had similar experiences with their therapists as well. Yeah. And it's, it's so important as you mentioned. So, um, and that's something that if you're struggling with how to support somebody going and talking to the resources that are out there, um, they have experts that can help you. Um, and they're huge. So you're talking about like PFLAG, um, Trevor Project, mm-hmm. and the Human Rights, um, HRC. And there's resources out there, reading you can do, um, you know, my top three books I have that I'm currently working through and I work through books kind of slowly when they're talking about um, being yourself or embracing the differences that you bring to the table or being an ally. Cause even 
I need to learn to be an ally sometimes. Um, yeah, you know, too. I have three books sitting right next to me that I'm working through, you know, being inclusion ally, the ABCs of LGBTQ plus um, by Lisa. And I, Kaneki, I believe is how you say Lisa's name. Um, and How to Be You by Jeffrey Marsh. Um, if you need some affirmation in your day, I, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, Jeffrey Marsh is really um, affirming and they, they are so coming from a place of such wholehearted love and understanding. They have really great content out there. I don't typically blast people like that, but. Um, but you're like, they you need know. to be known. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, they've uh, come through for me on a couple days where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And I just kind of sit and watch their videos. Yeah. Um, and then mm. uh, Empowering Differences by Ashley Brundage. Uh, and again, I'm sorry if I said that last name incorrectly, um, but, you know, working through that book is a different, these are all, these are three different ways of looking at, at how you can approach people who are different from you or be right. more authentic. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. That that's perfect, actually, because I, I was going to say I was like, what what resources do you have? And you you came so prepared. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is something that I want to continue on my journey because, um, you know, I have some loved ones super close to me in my life who have gone who, who identify as in, in, within the queer community. And I want to I want to be able to advocate for the queer community for my loved ones in general and, and how can I best do that? You know, we, we really Mm -hmm. do at the end of the day, all want to be loved and, and share love. And so how can we, and how can we as allies show up for people who need love in a different way than maybe society tells us that we should love. Um, And I really, so, so I'm going to look up all of these books actually, and all of these all of these videos, uh, because I think that this is incredibly important. Um, which leads me to, uh, you're also a really helpful resource. And I think that people would really appreciate following along your journey as you learn, discover, and get to know Ari. Um, would you mind sharing how people can continue following along your journey? Yeah, absolutely. I am primarily on, um, Instagram, um, what are my handles? Look that up really quick. I was so prepared, <laughs> but I'm also not. Let's see. Um, it's it's like asking me my phone number from when I was a little kid, right? It's like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So because I'm so involved in so many things, you can uh, find me on Instagram at feral a underscore harmonic. Um, and on, on LinkedIn is a really great one to reach me at if you're on there. Um and I think that's pretty simple. Yeah, I but definitely I, can advocate. I don't follow you on Instagram yet. What was that? Yeah. Uh, I, I was just going to say, I think LinkedIn's pretty straightforward. But yeah, Ari Farrell on Instagram, or on LinkedIn, I mean. Um, and you can search Ari Farrell for any of these things, and you'll eventually find me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love but, that. You're a yeah, great I, LinkedIn follow, by the way. I really enjoy following you. Yeah, LinkedIn is kind of where I pull more in for like professional resources and 
things I'm thinking about uh, Instagram and Facebook are kind of more general and fun, but um, you know, catch me there, send me a message. Um, don't slide into my DMS, but go ahead and send me a message. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, as much as, as other people have been there for me, I'm definitely there um, for, for you and for other people uh, because if, if there's not some understanding then you can't grow and that's like kind of the work I'm in too with being more of an ally for for other communities um too as I'm doing do you have to do the work for this just as much as I have to do the work as a as a white human um yeah, to right and others I um you know read books do look online you know hit that google um, <laughs> that Google, whatever you use, yeah. um, because if if at the end of the day, if you're not willing to put in a little bit of work before you ask the questions that you have, it's um, it becomes a different conversation um, yeah. instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I really appreciate you coming on to be a guest today. It's meant so much to me that you're here and that you took the time and shared so openly and vulnerably. Um, I'm, of course, still on this learning journey with you and with everyone. So I will not always say the right things or um, not always ask the right questions in the right way. But I think the important thing is that we show up to listen to love each other and to learn and to grow and to implement the changes and, and, and implement what we learn. So I, I really appreciate this today and I'm really looking forward to diving into the resources that you've listed and following you on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, follow me on Instagram. Um, <laughs> biggest takeaway is pronouns, accurate pronouns save lives. Mm. Um, and like if nothing else, do your best. Mm, I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really so. appreciate it. Yeah. And um, for those of you who don't already uh, make sure that you're following the actor, the Lena podcast on Instagram, Facebook, um, and subscribe rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I will see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>